Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out big news with us today. He's back again making news in the middle of August when everyone's thinking about barbecues, swimming pools, relaxing. Bernard Turian, Chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon, the company trades on the venture under HPQ and in Germany on Frankfurt under UGE. Uh, for those of you new to the story, and you know what? That is going to be a lot of you because HBQ stock has made a big move. It's attracting a lot of new interest because of the news that it's putting out. So this webcast can be highly uh, helpful for you. But basically speaking, HBQ is in the process of becoming a vertically integrated producer of uh, silicon solutions, building a portfolio of high-value silicon products uh, that are going to be needed for the renewable uh, energy revolution, things like silicon powders, silicon wafers, nano silicon. We're going to talk about all of that, but going to be critical to the battery uh, for the for the lithium ion battery market. They believe they're going to be the lowest cost producer of silicon and high purity silicon metal. And more than just lip service, they've already proven, uh, uh, they've already got it proven through their advanced PureVap process with world-class partners, including uh, Pyrogenesis Canada, an $800 million company and uh, Apollon Solar, uh, who's a world leader in renewable energies. Bernard, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hey, big news, all right. Uh, HPQ Silicon and Pyrogenesis signed a nano silicon development agreement. Yep. This is the part I like, to pursue strong industry interest generated by your nano silicon reactor. There's a lot to digest there for people. That's why these webcasts are, are so important. Let's go with the second part of that first, to pursue mm -hmm. strong industry interest generated by your silicon, your nano-silicon reactor. Talk to us about that. What can you tell us about the kind of industry interest that you've already seen coming to your doorstep? No, it's very simple. The industry wants us to be able to furnish samples. <laughs> that's the way the industry works. It's like, uh, talk is cheap, get us a sample. So that's really been our focus, but uh, and, and the reason behind this agreement is everything else. It's, it's, there is going to be a massive demand for nanoparticles of silicon. Uh, and why nanoparticles? Why nano as opposed to just silicon? Um, silicon has been known as the holy grail in the energy, in, in the energy circuits for a long time. Unfortunately, silicone is an Achilles heel, which is its tendency to expand during charging and non-discharging. I've shown that in my presentation, charge and discharge. The literature is very, very clear. The science is known. If you can make something below 150 nanometers, it does not have that effect. And it's, it's in the size where all the thousands of battery companies that claim to be working with silicone uh, can now then use that material to do it. What people have to realize is I'm not a competitor to Silo or all these guys. I am going to be a supplier to them or they're going to be wanting my product. Oh, that's great. So, okay. 
So, uh, so, so that, that, so that, so that's really, that's really the issue and everything else. Um, so that, and that's what our, our, our business strategy is. I don't want to be a competitor to, to seal and those type of things because the nano space has been very specific. Okay. It's been research guys have been looking at this. How do you applicate it? How you do it? So they all start with ultra high purity material. I think somebody called me yesterday and mentioned another company that mentioned that we're going to do, you know, capacity. You have to look at what's their raw ingredient to make it. So this other company uh, is going to use silane gas. And I know silane gas from the solar business because it's using fluidized battery reactors to make uh, polysilicon. So yeah, it's a low cost system to do it. The problem is you need a billion dollar plant just to make the stuff. So it's like. And that's where your advantage comes in. Our raw, our raw you've got it, but you've got low capex, low carbon footprint. You're solving the problems that everybody else has some simply hasn't been able yeah, to. Yeah, but you, you gotta stop making people have to stop mixing what was our advantage in the solar business versus all the other process and in the nanoparticle. Okay. There, there's okay. different areas and different things. In this one, what we have is the raw ingredient, the feedstock we're gonna be using, okay, to convert it into high value material. Second of all, the second advantage is our cost of converting it. Okay, those are two two advantage. I'm sorry, guys. I know you're going to be poking me to try to get numbers about everything else. I will not. I am. Out. <laughs> no, I know, but I, but I'm I, I'm speaking to everybody. I'm not going to give any idea what the cost is because um, I've I've started to figure out that battery manufacturers want to get the cheapest price around there, and our job is to get the highest price. So it, my my job is not really to give any hint to how low I can go, but basically ask them, you know, you want this stuff, pay for it. This is why for us doing samples is the key part. Okay, that's really the focus. That's really the, the end game. That's where we're moving it. Um, and and that's, that's, coming in, that's coming in Q4, 2020. Yeah. So that's October, that's two months no, away. No, 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 George, George, read very clearly the press release because we do have a sort of a bad reputation regarding the meeting timeline. We clearly said December. So in December, Q4 does start in October, but December's we fine be, too. <laughs> yeah, fine. De December, yeah, but you know, it's like, I do realize that on this case, uh, we do have a bit of a credibility gap for some people about our, our timelines, not understanding we're doing R&D, but this one, uh, we have a pretty aggressive timeline. Um, and what we chose to do, you know, Pyro and us, and we had those discussions, it's really going to be the best machine is going to be the second machine. But for us to be able to meet what, to start sending samples, to start having feedback return adjustment, know exactly where we are, we didn't need the, 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 the fancy second generation machine, which is actually going to allow us to become one of the big producers to date of material out there. Uh, three and a half ton per year is, is pretty big in the nano space. Um, so... Uh, who who are you expecting to send the samples to, Bernard? And I'm not talking about specific names, but you know, you did say in the headline of the press release, strong industry interest. We know you've already got a couple of NDAs signed. You know, mm -hmm. if you can give us an idea of the kind of industry interest you're getting, the kind of conversations you're having, uh, to give um, us some insight, that would be that would be really helpful to everybody. It's very simple. What happens is every battery guys out there working has his own specification of what they want to do. Okay. So we have one that wants one speck of material where we have to deliver it for them. Another one's going to want another spec. So one's going to want a wide range of spec. Um, 
I'm really much more focused on being able to say, okay, this is the material we're going to have, and, and, and these are the spec we're having. So this is what the first tests are going to be really done. These are the spec, and then we're going to start sending it to, 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 to university labs. We're going to be starting sending them to, to, to potential clients and getting that moving. Um, it's going to be, it's, it's from the moment you start producing is when the time is going to come really to, to get things moving. At this stage, the discussion we can have with battery manufacturers, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and they're going to say, well, that's, that's great. That's, I want X, Y, Z, send me a sample. So I'm always stuck with, okay, well, I'm not yet there, there with the samples. So, so my focus is really on getting the samples, getting the materials, getting it there, because I know from the literature and everything else that once we have the material, it's going to be even crazier the demand. Yeah, and no doubt. Every, everybody at home gets that. We get that. Obviously, you guys get that, that samples is the, the most important phase. But what is it that has already attracted strong industry interest? Is it the literature? Is it the press releases? Something has triggered the industry, uh, the industry to create okay. that initial interest. George, it's simple. The battery industry has a problem, okay? They know the solution, but the solution is not economical. It's simple as that. We, on the other hand, because we come from a different perspective of the equation, um, we've been looking at it for doing it cheap from the beginning. We understood that was the situation. We've been working at this internally and in discussing this, actually even longer than we started to talk about. It. Sure. So we got a very good understanding what it is. Now we have to figure out all the advantages of the material. And I'm not going to bore people with the technicality of what we can do and what we can't do and where we're going to go. But I know that the specter of material we're looking at offering is going to be wide enough to, to have everybody knocking on our door from nanowires to uh, uh, spherical nanopowers. Um, and it's going, to, it's going to snowball. But the, the question mark, the real starting point, the real go time is for us producing the first sample. Now, you know, pyrogenesis doesn't have a technical worries that they're not going to be able to do it and that we, we can do it. And then what's, what's going to happen from the first series of tests we're going to be able to do, then we'll be truly able to say, okay, this is how we're going to scale up the process higher. Um, one of the fundamental things that happened originally, we we're talking about converting the pure vap process, which is why we always call it pure vap. But as the engineers started to work, developed design, we've sort of gone a different completely route. This is why it's a completely new IP, completely new process, completely new technology. We just keep it the same family name of the PureVat technologies, and we call it PureVat process. But it's really a, a new process. It started from, from that one, but it's been, it's been evolving and evolving. Okay. Now, um, samples start going out in December, right? Mm -hmm. what, what are your expectations from those samples gone in December? Uh, for example, I'm George, I'm George's battery calm and I start getting samples from generally speaking, how long does uh, somebody send samples to need time to actually analyze the samples, see if it works for them. I'm, I'm it's probably a bit of a mixed use, but, uh, or, or mixed. No, um, it's, it, it, it's a very straightforward process. This is why okay. at the beginning we, we thought we could do it bigger because you, the first test you do is what you, what you basically call is aft cell running test, how, how well it charges discharge and, and you calculate those ratios. Those are not technically complicated, but they're long to do because you have to do something like 500 charging and discharging cycles. So it might take like 30 days to do, 40 days to do. Um, might take 30 days to do 500 or how, what's that? No, it just might take 30 days to, to run those charge discharge tests, depending how oh, many, how many days you, 
to, to do and everything else, setting it up and getting access to the areas to do it. Um, the other type of test we're going to be doing is, uh, you know, looking at the size distribution that we're having, the production we're doing, how, how can we play with the parameters to make the, the product, you know, a bit more of this, but more of that, because there's different routes that we know um, to help us, the battery manufacturer, achieve their goal. So that's really what we're working. Um, so it's, it's going to be a lot of back and forth and everything else, but you know, what's going to happen is once people start to see that, you know, these guys can really do it. And the advantage is we're already, we're already planning, demonstrating scalability of this. Okay. Now it's a bit like the pure vap, the first one in the solar business, but it's completely different because this time there's already an end product market for what's going to be coming out of our reactor. In the solar business, we were going to take that material and we had to send it to somebody else to be converted into solar cells and we have to do the testing and everything else. So it's not the same thing. This is really, there's already an end market for what we're doing. Um, we've, we've demonstrated, we've, we produced nanowires. Uh, what's going to be the ratio? Those are all the questions we need to figure out. What's going to be the ratio of nanowires? Can we, can, can we produce like mostly nanowires? Because there's a really high demand for that. So, um, we know where we're going. There's still a few gray zone, but it's sort of a positive gray zone. Okay, nothing really negative. I'm going to read nothing between, negative. I'm going to read between the lines, like some people at home are probably doing, and you tell me if I'm off base. But here's what I was thinking when I saw the press release. It was, mm -hmm. well, look. First of all, you've already got this relationship with pyrogenesis. So I started thinking, why was it necessary to create this development agreement? Um, and, you know, Pyro's an $800 million company now, really accomplished applications, multiple applications on global scale. Um, it just tells me my, my inferences that you guys are very confident that this is going somewhere. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you just keep the relationship going the way it is, you know, tech, tech, you know, you got this tech relationship, technology, technological partners and see what happens. Am I reading between the lines too much? Because it seems like to go this far to create this development agreement, create, create this subsidiary tells me you guys are more confident than maybe you're letting on. Am I, am I reading too much between the lines? Well, I'll say this. We've always been very confident. There's never been any doubt. The question is, at one point, you got to sit down and take a look. What's the best uh, strategy of doing it? What's the best way of marketing? And we have to look at this under the optic that HPQ is a big umbrella. Um, and HPQ, we have the QRR, we have the Quebec government involved in the company and everything else. And if we start to develop something that can attract interest, and I'm just like, you know, sort of like fantasy football company playing. Um, but that, that was one of the thoughts that we had. What happens if a third party wants to join in to the development of the agreement? Then it sort of becomes complicated to unwind where it is to put in different companies. We've, we've gone through that process. There, there's, there's different things that do, okay? First of all, the first point is to be very clear. The technology part and how we're going to do delivery, we don't have any issues. We don't have any worries about this. And you guys know Pyro. It might be an $800 million company, but they're not going to waste their time, their money on a project that's not going to work. So, uh, Agreed. They got too okay, much so, on the so, slate. They're not going to waste their time. So we now have to start thinking strategically, where are we going? Where is this going? So if we, if we leave it the way it was, then it sort of becomes it's sort of become nothing with a long-term vision, but there might be some people that are going to be very specifically interested on only the nanoparticles that the HPQ does. 
Okay. So we have to have a structure that's going to be that from the beginning is done. Now it's much easier when you do this to do it at the beginning than to do it in the middle of it. Okay. There's no so doubt there, about there, that. There, 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 but the thought process doesn't even begin unless you're pretty confident that that's going to happen. But so that's never been a question. That, that, I, that's never been a question. I understand that some people, you guys should, you know, everybody should understand. Power doesn't get involved in this project if it doesn't think you can scale it up. I, you know, it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's sort of like a no-brainer about that part. So that's never been an issue. And then for us, we have to start thinking strategically, how do we set it up? How do we organize it? If there's somebody else that wants to come and partner within us, how are we going to structure this? You know, within HPQ, it might just be massive dilution in HPQ or not massive dilution in HPQ. So it's better to have this type of tool. It's, it, it's, it's a business decision that makes sense because for we know that for the first, you know, few months or maybe first year, it's going to be mostly R&D. So how do we structure the R&D to be the most efficient for all partners? Well, it's sort of the structure we took. Uh, we know that there's going to be interest specifically what we're going to be doing. It's going to be easier to do it that way because it's a private health company, but the publicly held company. So we can keep, you know, the, it was a multi-level decision-making process, yeah, but, it's no based, but it's based on one reality. We know we're going to be making this stuff. I got to admit, Bernard, that confidence is, is pretty great. Yeah, well, it's, that's, uh, that's pretty we, fantastic. We've, we've already telling people that we, you're pretty. Yeah, but we've already made the stuff. Okay, the problem isn't making the stuff for say. Is how do we recuperate, store it, ship it, send it? Those are and luckily for me, pyrogenesis has an expertise in that from doing it from titanium powders. So it's not. It's not something that's completely new to, 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 to every one of us. It's the battery relationship, but I've been talking to battery people for a long time. Um, you know, and, and as you know, there's a lot of moving parts to this. Okay. If this was the first moving part of the discussion, then we'll work on the other moving parts. And I, and I have to admit, I almost asked Peter the same question a couple of weeks ago, well before this press release obviously came out, where I said to him, where I asked them, I said, and I asked, I said, every one of your applications has had a major win at a global scale. The last one, because it's the newest one, is, is silicon powders and so on with HPQ. Uh, can we assume that, you know, that's going to have the same success? And he, he said, I, yeah, I can't, he said, I, I can't say certain things, but he actually echoed the same thing where he said, we're not going to waste our time on this unless we thought it could be a successful application. So taking that with what you're saying here, Bernard, I got to tell you, uh, it sounds really, really intriguing. So what happens between now and December with respect to this? Do you kind of go quiet on this part of the business? Because you got to get to the bit, you got to get to the reality of getting the samples done and so on and so forth. Yeah, but it also opens up a series of other events that we've been working on. Uh, that are going to tie into this. Um, they're going to start to make sense, going to get people to start realizing, oh, okay, this is where they're going and everything else. Remember, we're right now, we're talking just about silicone for batteries. Uh, there's one of my other competitor or future client, I'm not exactly sure. He said, the question is not, can we make the stuff? Is it, can we make the damn stuff cheap enough to have a billion batteries made? Okay. 
And that's literally what we're working on, making it cheap enough for it. So just in the battery space, if, if those numbers are correct, we're talking about a million metric ton of demand by 2040. That's what, that's 20 years from now? We're probably at two, three metric tons right now of capacity. Okay, so there's a- there's So a if you do this right, HPQ will just be growing for years and years and years into a massive market. Ju just that market. And I've hinted and I've told people, and we are aware, there are massive unknown application to what can be done with nanoparticles, okay? Nanoparticles is the next frontier. The so we're just seeing, we're just seeing one application. Exactly. If you take wow. a look at our, if you take a look at the agreement, okay, there's a company out here like I don't see, but they 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 do nanoparticle gold for and it's used for COVID tests and that's another one that took off, okay, um, because it's comes it, the the real nanotechnology comes out more of the medical field. Okay, we're coming more of an industrial way of making an industrial scale level and, and pushing it much further. But the, the markets and, and the demand and potential, why do you think we wanted the first right of refusal and other material? At this specific moment, we see a massive opportunity with silicone. Okay. Uh, but once the process gets developed and gets going, there are going to be more and more people coming up and says, I got, you know, what about this material? What about this material? What this material? We can't go after everything at the beginning. Smart and silicone is a big enough market. There's a lot of interest, a lot of demand. People have seen a lot of money flow coming into it, um, and it's it, for us. It's going to start coming even more uh, because it has come on not bad. Uh, it's going to come even more as we start having samples and demonstrated capacity. I think we're the first one out there. Okay, that have publicly stated that our goal is to have a capacity to make 2,500 metric ton per year. Okay. Bold goal right now, I'm talking people doing 100 metric ton. Um, for us, 100 metric ton is going to be an intermediary stage toward that one. Uh, we're going to make, you know, three tons. We're going to go to about, you know, probably 50 ton. And then 50 ton, we'll go to 2,500 metric tons. Or the numbers might be bigger. So we'll get, we'll know more what's going to be our, our ratio of recuperation, material production, everything else. Those are all the data we need to calculate when we get it done. So, the conclusion is market is massive. Demand for nano silicon nano products is high. Nobody can make it cheap. That's what we're attacking. Not a very complicated story to solve. Hey, I like the way you summarize that because that's the and that's the great thing about these webcasts, right, Bernard? That look, your the press releases. I know you take great care to write them in a way that both investors can understand, but you also want industry people reading it, and you need enough heft in there to get them excited. Uh, so you do a great job of that, but nonetheless, um, they're not the easiest things in the world to understand because you're going into new frontiers. So, you know, for you to kind of go through the webcast today to talk about it and then for you to summarize it like that, which I hope people will rewind and watch or listen to, you know, three, four, five times is, uh, is fantastic, man. So we'll leave it there because look, clearly there's a massive Pandora's box coming out of this. You've already, you know, tried to hint that, this is one application and along the way it from what you said if i can remember what you said you said uh it will become evidence as to where we're going so there's more there's more coming and uh it looks like we're gonna have you back on but in the meantime thanks for thanks for being here to to talk about this press release thank you george it was fun
you've been watching or if you've been listening by podcast and for everyone at home, uh, if you're not on our Agoracom podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple. Great to listen to while you're walking, maybe driving. Uh, so you've watched and you've listened to uh, Bernard Thuriot as chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon, trades on the venture under HPQ and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under UGE. Do your due diligence. Get onto the Agoracom HPQ verified forum. You're going to find Bernard there. Ask great questions. You're going to get great answers. And hopefully for all the new people who are just discovering HPQ Silicon, you've just found uh, your next potential great small cap company. Have a great day. Enjoy the last bits of summer and stay tuned for HPQ because it sounds like from what Bernard's saying, a lot more is coming. Have a great day.